Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. Hey folks, and welcome to episode 26 of the Agriculture Proud Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman. And if you've been listening the past episodes, we've been doing over a beer series with my friend, Carrie Mess. Uh, We're going to take a break from that this week. I just got back from San Antonio, Texas, early in March with the Bear Advocacy Forum. And got to say thank you to Bear for uh, sponsoring me and the trip down there to the forum to talk about advocacy in the agriculture community, in the food world, and how we can branch out and, and try to connect some of those those conversations. And so today, um, I've got a conversation where I got to sit down with a Nebraska farmer and rancher, Deb Gangwish, and talk about her operation, what's it like to farm and ranch, and what are some of the, uh, the challenges there of doing business in um, Nebraska. And it's not just farming and ranching and what's the dry weather, but there's a lot that goes into it, such as, as labor and trying to diversify your operations so that you can work with some of the markets. And also advocacy. How is that a part of, of doing business and farming and ranching today? Do we need to, to reach out to consumers and how do we do that? And, and working with our legislators and policymakers and, and how is that part of doing business today in 2017. And then also ask Deb, um, you know, kind of what does advocacy mean to her and why is she proud to be a part of agriculture? And I think you'll like uh, her answer there at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, you can find more information in the show notes on this episode at agricultureproud.com slash podcast. And this is episode 26. All right. And I'm here at uh, Advocate Forum with, in San Antonio again, and I've got Deb Gangwish with me. So, Deb, thanks for joining us on the Agriculture Proud podcast today. Um, can you start us off a little bit about, um, tell us who you are and how you're involved in the agriculture community? Well, like you said, my name is Deb Gangwish. I'm from central Nebraska. Um, I became much more involved in our farm after I left my off-farm job and came home in 2008. And since that time, um, Advocacy has become a bigger and bigger part of, of what I do on top of everything else that I do with the farm. My husband said the other day, I'm like, how would you describe what I do on the farm? Because it's so varied every day. And he goes, well, you're CEO. You're, you know, chief everything officer. So um, we, uh, like I said, we farm in central Nebraska. We raise corn, soybeans, seed corn, custom harvest, have a cattle operation with a backgrounding lot. Um, 100% irrigated, uh, no-till, so we kind of, did I mention we, we truck? Yeah, so uh, we're hauling for Monsanto, John Deere, um, but yeah, we, we're pretty diversified. So you've got several different facets there, kind of doing a little bit of everything. We do, and we what's kind of unique with us is our farms are about three hours away. So we've got a location in central Nebraska and a location in north central Nebraska. So that really logistically poses a lot of challenges. So, um, so what, what kind of challenges are you looking at? Well, um, the biggest would be um, making sure labor, staffing, management, just the day-to-day operation, you know, making sure we have people plugged in in those right areas. And then um, asset utilization. I mean, times are tough in agriculture right now, and so uh, moving equipment, sharing equipment whenever possible. We're really blessed to have that trucking component because we do haul equipment for John Deere. Um, our guys are really used to tearing down equipment and, and, and know exactly what they're doing so we can haul equipment back and forth between the farms. Um, the other thing is uh, I wanted a home for our men 
to go to when we go to plant and harvest and through the summer. So we ended up getting another home up there and I kind of turned it into like a bunkhouse. So um, it sounds kind of strange, but uh, we're a large family farm with employees, but our employees are oftentimes like family because we spend a lot of time together and even live together at certain points in time. Yep, that's right. I was going to say <laughs> farm and ranch family, everybody, you know, everybody, everybody becomes family. Yeah, they do. Yep. They Especially do. when you're out and, and can be a long way away from town. That's right. Uh, that's an important part and component to being able to work together on these family operations. It is. So you talked a little bit about being involved in advocacy. Yes. And so I want to ask, what does advocacy mean to you? It means uh, bringing the farm to those who, who, who have no opportunity to be close to a farm. And... Maybe I do that through a little bit of social media. Um, I'm a part of Common Ground, so I'm a Common Ground volunteer, so I spend a lot of time in grocery stores, in places where people aren't as familiar with, with farmers. So, um, you know, really building that bridge and opening myself up to people and uh, so they can ask the questions they need to understand agriculture, but also so I can learn from them as to what their questions are. They teach me just as much uh, as an advocate. Yeah, we uh, take for granted what we do. Oh, we do. We do. And that's a good point. You know, advocacy doesn't have to be online, right? Right. It can be very right. much in person. Um, and I like that you include a little bit of it. It's a two-way street. So we have to listen oh, yeah. to their concerns, too, yeah. right? You know, the other component that I didn't mention, and it's, it's become increased, I've become increasingly involved in that, is... Um, you know, working with our state legislators, we've got farms in two different counties, well, three, three different counties. So working with them, they're pretty ag-oriented, uh, so it's not too difficult, but to be able to share stories with them so they can share with other legislators. And then um, working on Capitol Hill, and again, you know, I'm not a lobbyist. I'm just sharing my story. It's, a, it's an advocacy that hopefully will help them. Um, share the story of agriculture as it relates to different policy issues. You know, that's a good point. I hear um, some people say, well, that's what we have at our policy organizations for, is they're yeah. there to lobby. Um, but you get to talking to legislators, whether it be up the state legislature or the Capitol Hill in D.C., um, they say they want to hear the stories from the individuals that are impacted by the legislation that's going in front of them. You know, just a little aside, one of our state senators um, she just point blank looked me in the eye and said, I need you. I need your stories. I'm out there all the time trying to explain agriculture to people and how this policy is going to affect my constituents. I can't do it without you. And that was really moving for me because I, sometimes you go, in, you go on the hill and you're like, Doggone it! I just want a pair of jeans and a ball cap, and I, I just want to, you know, it's intimidating. It's a different world. So to have her look at me and say that, it just really, it, it, it resonated with me, and I've never forgotten that. So, would it be safe to say that advocacy, um, both reaching out to consumers and being involved in policy work, is, is part of doing business in farming and ranching? You know. My husband and I have talked about this because, you know, you get on your farm and you uh, you're, you kind of get sucked into that farming world. You're just so busy day in and day out. But we've come to realize that we can't do our job if we don't advocate, if someone doesn't have that position on the farm. And yes, he can do it every day, and, and yes, with the day-to-day -day things, but you have to do more in this day and age because um, 
We've seen what's happened with, with strangling regulation. I mean, our very freedom to operate is being threatened. And why wouldn't it be? People don't understand what we do. It's up to us to help them really understand what goes on there. And it, it, it is a vital part of our business. Yeah, no, It's I hard see. to get the return on investment. I don't know what that dollar amount is. It's not always but a monetary. It right? isn't, but we, we know it's key. And we've, um, in working with under, other industry folks, I mean, that's been one of the things I was so pleased when we went into uh, our loan officer and uh, he really highlighted in, in the presentation he made about our farm to, to his board, he highlighted our advocacy work as part of, you know, this is a, this is a farm that is forward moving, they are thinking globally, they're, they're progressive. And so there's a little return on investment right there. You know what I'm saying? To have your own bankers say, we like this about your operation, about your farm. Well, we know it's a business where relationships matter quite a bit, mm -hmm. right? And be able to have that trust in the relationships and our ability to keep doing business is pretty important. Um, so you've probably run across people that you don't agree with or disagree with some stuff that you um, may say or, or your stance on it. Uh, what would be your advice to people when they run up in situations like that? Okay, deep breath, take nothing personally. Okay, we're family farmers. It's like another child test. This is this is our baby, and you're attacking our baby when you start talking about you know what you don't like and da da da. Take a deep breath, let the hairs on your neck go down, like David Hollenrich said, and seek to understand. Seek to understand. Ask them questions. You know, so many times I've had encounters with with uh, consumers. And there's heartache and pain behind, behind what they believe. Maybe there is someone that had cancer. Maybe there's, you just don't know their story. And part of getting our story out is knowing their story and finding that, that maybe it's just a, a little lily pad of common ground, but finding that little place where we can overlap. Oh, that's good. I appreciate it. Um, and one last question, uh, something that, that I kind of ask everybody that comes on um, because it's, it's uh, where all of my advocacy started years ago. Okay. Um, why are you proud to be a part of agriculture? I think it's the most noble profession in the world. Food is love, and we grow food. And something that connects everybody, right? It does. Everybody has to eat. I mean, all the way back to biblical times, breaking of the bread. I mean, farmers have always been a part of that. It's sacred. And... We're part of that, even in this day and age where there's all sorts of restaurants that we can go to and we, it's still, it's bonding time. It's, it's like I said, food is love, it's comfort, it's, uh, yeah, it's how we connect with others. Oh, sure is. Well, I appreciate it, Deb. Um, you mentioned uh, Common Ground um, yes. or even your personal channels. Uh, yes. Where can people find out more information about that? So they can go to uh, findourcommonground.com, and that website right there will link you into different state websites so people around the country can, can see uh, what the volunteers are doing around the country. Um, so, yeah, that would be a good place to start. All right. Well, thank you very much for yes. joining me today. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. All right.
Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode and conversation with Deb Gangwish. She's a farmer rancher in central Nebraska, and you can learn more about the Common Ground organization at findourcommonground.com. You know, it's always interesting to uh, to talk to farmers and ranchers from different parts of the country and learn more about some of the challenges that they face in their line of work in our business. And so I hope you'll stay tuned to the next episode of the Agriculture Proud podcast, where I'll talk to Jeremy Brown. He's a cotton farmer in western Texas near Lubbock, a big Texas Tech Raiders fan. And uh, he raises organic cotton. And we also talk about biotechnology and how that uh, that helps to take care of our environment and ends up as a fiber for our clothing. Uh, so I think you'll definitely enjoy that. You can find more information about topics we discussed and learn more about Deb uh, in the episode show notes. That's episode 26. And you can find that at agricultureproud.com slash podcast. And until next time, I'm Ryan Goodman with the Agriculture Proud Podcast. 